Well, hello, viewers and listeners to CHP Talks. Uh, it's wonderful to be back with you again. And I am privileged today to have with me uh, Mr. David Cook, uh, who's with Campaign Life Coalition. Uh, uh, David, welcome to the show. I'm just going to give you an introduction in a minute, but thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Ron. And uh, for those who don't know David, uh, he was born and raised in Brampton, Ontario, graduated from Queen's University, worked as an internet programmer for several years. And after coming to faith in Christ, uh, David went on to study the Bible at Toronto Baptist Seminary. He served in pastoral ministry in several churches in Ontario and briefly as a missionary teacher in Honduras. In 2018, David took on the role of executive director of Citizen Go Canada, an organization defending Christian pro-life and pro-family values. Over the past two years, David has served with Campaign Life Coalition as national campaigns manager, focusing on various life, family, and faith initiatives. David is married to Heather, his wife of 19 years. They reside in Baker Brook, New Brunswick, together with their two children. And uh, you're taking up uh, the role uh, as national campaigns manager there in New Brunswick. So, David, uh, thank you for joining me today. Well, great. It's great to be here. Great to talk with you. And uh, specifically today, uh, there are many things we can talk about <laughs> as government overreach, uh, you know, is troubling us across the country. And certainly a number of social issues that you and I are, are familiar with and that uh, seem to be plaguing our nation. Uh, but specifically, I want to talk to you today about a petition that you have uh, launched from Campaign Life Coalition. And, and tell, tell us a little bit about uh, the story behind that, what's going on, and why are you launching this petition? Right. Uh, like you say, it seems like uh, there is an endless number of issues we could talk about. Um, this is just uh, one of the latest issues. Um, and in a way, we're trying to be a little preemptive here on this issue, um, as uh, it's not... Uh, it hasn't really come out uh, in the public eye quite yet. Uh, we're trying to bring it out so people can see it, be aware of it, and uh, hopefully we can head it off. Uh, but the issue here I'm speaking about is a, um, a, a really a proposal, um, well, more than that, a promise that the uh, Trudeau Liberals made uh, going into the um, last election um, a few months back uh, in their 2021 election platform, uh, they made a, a, a promise, a vow that they would eliminate, um, revoke the charitable status um, that many pro-life organizations um, enjoy um, that are trying to educate Canadians about the life issue. Um, and in particular, they centered out crisis pregnancy centers, uh, these, these wonderful organizations that provide resources, help, support, counseling to the women who are facing a challenging uh, or unexpected pregnancy. Um, and many of those crisis pregnancy centers Pregnancy care centers uh, are 
Um, they have charitable status in Canada, and uh, the Liberals want to get rid of that status. Um, uh, and they have said that they want to basically um, <laughs> discriminate against uh, this view, that this pro-life view um, in, in terms of organizations operating in Canada uh, for benevolent purposes that are trying to help, that are contributing to society. Um, they just want to eliminate anything pro-life, it, it right. seems. Yeah. Well, you know, you have to be uh, wary when a politician during a campaign makes a promise. Usually we think of politicians breaking their promises, but uh, what's even worse in this day and age is when someone like Mr. Trudeau keeps his promises. Yes. Because, um, you know, I'd rather, you know, we, we complained about him going and, you know, vacationing in, in the uh, uh, tropical area and uh, using government funds to do that. But I'd rather he would do that for the next four years and, and stop pushing his uh, anti-life uh, legislation, stop spending uh, the gobs and gobs of money that he's spending, stop, you know, telling Canadians how to live. So anyway, uh, but he's not shy and his government is not shy about uh, pushing their agenda, their view of life, their anti-Christian uh, worldview, their anti-life worldview uh, on Canadians. And it looks like mm -hmm. he's going to use the power of the public purse to do that. He's going to withhold. And of course, uh, this isn't, um, they're not giving money to uh, charitable organizations, uh, care centers. They're just allowing donors to claim a tax credit, which do you know uh, offhand what that amounts to exactly? I guess it depends, maybe on your bracket or whatever. What what percent yeah. of a contribution do you get a benefit from? Yeah, I mean, it depends on your income. So I mean, uh, if you have a higher income, you can you can um, get a tax credit for more of your charitable don donations, but it's actually not very much <laughs> for, for charitable donations. It's I'm not a huge like benefit. Under, under 20%, isn't it? Like, uh, yeah, if that, so, yeah, I thought so. it was maybe closer to 10, but yeah. Um, I mean, the other aspect of this, I think where it would hurt the crisis pregnancy centers or pro-life educational organizations more is in terms of if they lose their char charitable status, uh, what that likely means at the municipal level is if they own a building, um, they're going to have to pay uh, property tax. Mm, uh, and that's where it's really going to hurt because right now, you know, charitable organizations uh, usually are taxed not paying property tax. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, in the meantime, uh, this same uh, Mr. Trudeau, our Prime Minister, uh, he will take millions of dollars, taxpayer money, <clears throat> and hand it out to uh, organizations that you know commit abortions, uh, both yeah. at home and abroad. Uh, you know, it's hard to keep up with the numbers, and I'm not sure we see all the numbers anyway. But hundreds well, he's of committed committed hundreds of millions to foreign foreign aid to, to promote quote reproductive rights which of course is mainly abortion funding yeah yeah and in, in british columbia here where i am of course we've seen the provincial government same uh same worldview 
you know, promoting abortion uh, and promoting euthanasia. The, they've stolen the facility that belonged to the Delta Hospice Society where they were giving good palliative care, very rare in Canada today. It's not everyone has access to uh, real palliative care. These 10 beds, the government couldn't stand it. There were 10 beds in Delta that were uh, not being used uh, by, I mean, it weren't, you know, the patients there were not uh, able to have themselves killed by by the uh, people looking after them. So anyway, it's, it's, a, it's a tragic worldview. Twisted world we live in, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. So I think you mentioned that there's really, uh, there isn't a piece of legislation yet. You're, it's based, uh, the purpose of this petition is to uh, respond preemptively to uh, what you see coming when Parliament uh, reconvenes. And, and that would be uh, this revoking of charitable status from uh, pro-life care centers. Right, right. And and the thing is, um, we don't know how they're going to do this. Um, they could revoke the, the status in a number of ways. They could introduce a bill and have the whole parliament vote on it and, and we can have debate. Um, but they don't have to do that. They could do it kind of through some sort of just change of, of internal policy at, at Revenue Canada um they can they can do something without any vote uh without any debate um kind of uh, uh, on the sly um so we have to watch very closely and again that's partly why we want to be preemptive so that we can you know get get some people signing our petition getting the numbers uh getting people to call their mps uh so that this issue can come be exposed you know we don't want them to slip it slip it in through some little bureaucratic change and you know uh and then all of a sudden we're trying to fight this in courts or or do you know be on the defensive so we want to be a little bit on the offensive here yeah it's uh you know all of us uh need to live and uh we, we need an income to live and it seems like the government is not shy right now to use money uh, to deprive people of money, like they're, you know, firing people or promising to that, vowing that they will fire people who don't get the vaccine, uh, don't right. participate in the vaccine passport and so on. And uh, they're going out of their way to make sure that those people not only lose their jobs, and these are a lot of good, competent, experienced people, but that they will not even be able to get employment insurance uh, yes. as they try to figure out what they're going to do next. So uh, the government is using definitely money or the, depriving people of money. We've seen it. We have seen it with the uh, Canada Summer Jobs Program, where the government um, picked favorites again. Uh, if you were a pro-abortion group, uh, pro-LGBT agenda uh, group, you were qualified, and if you uh, held to biblical values, you were denied. Right, right. And this is the, this is the same type of thing with this uh, threat to revoke charitable status. Uh, it's basically another, um, you know, liberal values test that is being imposed, um, where if you are, you know, um, pro-abortion, pro-LGBT, whatever, uh, you know, oh, you'll be fine, no problem. But if you have a different opinion, different views, hold to different beliefs, uh, all of a sudden, you know, 
they're going to be out and uh, <laughs> very likely um, there's going to be nothing you're going to be able to do. And that's going to, it's going to create a huge uh, disadvantage and, and a lot of organizations are going to be um, have basically have to close down. I mean, if, if, a, if a crisis crisis pregnancy center, you know, loses its charitable status, uh, all of a sudden they have to pay property taxes. A lot of these crisis pregnancy centers are in urban areas where where the women uh, are using their services, uh, where where they're needed, and um, if they have to pay property taxes, and if their donors are not getting the charitable tax receipts that they're used to getting, and they're not donating as much, uh, these these organizations are going to struggle and close down. And what's going to be left? It's going to be you know the pro-abortion organizations. Uh, it's going to be you know the 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 non-Christian organizations and uh, that are leading women in only one direction, which is abortion. Yeah. Uh, where's the choice not? There's, there's going to be no choice, no help for women uh, uh, providing an alternative. Right. Well, uh, certainly uh, our concerns that uh, the government is, is uh, picking favorites, forcing their agenda. You know, they, they, they won a minority government, but that doesn't mean that they... Uh, the voters of Canada did not deliberately give uh, Justin Trudeau uh, a carte blanche uh, mandate to no. impose his views on this country. And there seems to be this arrogance, uh, and he's not unique in that sense. It seems like provincial governments now, even municipal governments, uh, figure, well, once they're in, we, got, we won the vote, so we'll just force, force our views on everybody. Right. Um, and it's tragic because women uh, facing an unplanned pregnancy, especially young women who uh, maybe haven't thought it through. I mean, if the government were doing its job, it might not be so necessary to have these crisis uh, pregnancy centers. But the government is not. It's not providing complete information. It's not uh, assisting young women who want to, uh, uh, you know, keep their child. And and it's yeah certainly the, the lack of information and that goes with this vaccine mandates too. People are are being forced to make a decision without having all the information and uh, and that's tragic. So we uh, I belong to the, the Smithers Pro Life Society uh, here in Northern BC, and we operate a, a care center as well. We we are we don't have charitable status, uh, uh, but it probably limits uh, some of the things we we could do, but. Um, and I know there are different ones. Some have charitable status, some don't. And that's kind of a decision of the local boards to say, uh, you know, sometimes when you accept charitable status, you may uh, may have to go through more hoops. Um, right. Yeah. Certainly with the pregnancy care centers, it's worth it for the lives of these young women and for the children they're carrying uh, to, you know, to get through these tangled uh you know, uh, regulations in order to be able to provide that service. So. Yeah, in, in my experience, uh, talking with um, different women who have been in crisis or, or faced um, unplanned pregnancy, um, what I have heard is that, uh, you know, the, the pressure on them to, to uh, abort their child is 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 what um is, is so strong and and what what i've heard is you know they want <laughs> an alternative they want 
someone who can uh, help them through the pregnancy and give them support and care. And they're looking for that. And they're looking for someone to pray with them, someone to a shoulder to cry on, someone to just be there, someone who isn't you know, of this mentality that, you know, this, this, this child is, is just, you know, not, not anything but a clump of cells, Um, you know, someone who really values the life of the child, and they're looking for that, and they want that. uh, And that's what these crisis pregnancy, pregnancy care centers do, uh, what a lot of pro-life organizations provide is that listening ear, that, that, heart of compassion, uh, someone who, who really does value that child as much as the mother does. Mm-hmm. And the mother's just looking for someone who will, who will help them. And, and, and this is a terrible proposal from the Trudeau Liberals would really try to shut down all those, yeah. all those care, caring options <clears throat> for women, uh, leaving women with less choices, less options, really pushing them to abortion even more. And that's the terrible thing about this. Yeah. Yeah. They don't seem to care. So, uh, David, uh, thanks for this. And before we close off, I'm going to have you uh, tell people how to find this petition. But before we do that, even uh, anything else that you think uh, it's a privilege to talk with you today, Uh, you're over on the East Coast, I'm on the West Coast, uh, and you're involved in a tremendous organization, Campaign Life Coalition. We appreciate the work so much. Uh, a lot of great information comes out every day uh, through LifeSite and, and the Interim and uh, Campaign Life Coalition. Uh, anything else that uh, it may or may not be related to this topic uh, that you want to uh, share with our listeners and viewers before we get on to the details of how, how they can <laughs> sign the petition i mean there's so many topics we can talk about but uh i I just want to mention on this particular topic uh there is a an added um threat that i will mention and that is if if the charitable status is removed uh from crisis pregnancy centers and explicitly pro-life organizations i mean what's to stop the government from saying well if if a church is is pro-life or if some christian camp or a soup kitchen is pro-life what's to stop them from revoking charitable status there uh it happened with the summer jobs uh whole issue i mean they were denying summer jobs grants to, to even churches and camps and anyone who just was pro-life uh pro-family and this the same issue could happen here with revoking of charitable status so i think it's a it's a broad issue that the christian community as a whole needs to get on board with yeah you're absolutely right uh i think we're we're seeing the tip of the iceberg here um we sort of sometimes do feel like we're on the titanic and we're headed for uh you know some real troubles ahead i mean we had this COVID for a couple years uh business now we've got a massive debt that that is going to hit us, uh, is already hitting us in the pocketbook. We've got inflation. Uh, there will be uh, increase in taxes on all levels. And uh, this uh, gov- uh, government seems to, you know, if you don't hold government in check, you just ask the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. I mean, government will grow inexorably and swallow up more and more and impose more and more if we, the citizens of Canada don't hold it to account and don't remind our elected representatives 
their, you know, why they were elected. They were elected to, uh, to govern, to uh, moderate, not to impose and dictate. So anyway, uh, David, thank you so much for all this. And now I want to ask you uh, to tell our listeners how they can um, uh, find your petition and, and participate in, in uh, spreading the word. Well, that, it would be great if we can get more people signing. We are at 9,600 signatures so far. And uh, if you want to uh, sign, you can do so by going to campaignlifecoalition.com, campaignlifecoalition.com. And at the top, there's a, a bar where you can click where it says take action. And under take action, it says sign a petition. And the very first petition listed is uh, the one that says save Canada's crisis pregnancy centers. So you can sign that. Uh, and as well, there's a, a place where you can under take action. Uh, you can also click action alert emails. And there's an option there where you can send an email to your MP on this issue, uh, a personal email. So there's a there are a couple of things you can do, but it's all at campaignlifecoalition.com. Well, thank you very much. Campaignlifecoalition.com. Take yes. action. And uh, so we invite you, uh, viewers and listeners, to uh, visit campaignlifecoalition.com and take action and help uh, raise awareness, you know, call your MP, uh, you know, or, or send a letter, send an email and uh, raise, raise awareness. Ask them if they are going to support this move against life, against uh, innocent preborn uh, babies and against the young women who are, are carrying unplanned pregnancies who probably want all the information before they make a decision they may regret. So. Thank you, uh, David, very much. Thanks to you and your organization. We wish you all the best in the days ahead. And uh, um, just want to say we're, we're together with you for life. Thanks. Yes. Thank you, Rod. Thank you for what you do at, at the Christian Heritage Party in the political sphere. We're just so glad you're there. We appreciate your work again for, for life, family, and freedom. God bless Thanks you, Rod. Thanks. Thanks very much. And to our listeners and viewers, we'll see you again next week. We have a special guest next week, another special guest. Uh, we're going to have Dr. Erwin Lutzer, uh, author of When a Nation Forgets God and his more recent book, uh, We Will Not Be Silenced. So we look forward to uh, having that discussion next week. So join us again. And again, uh, David, thanks for joining us today. Thank you.